Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall, and I'm with my guy, Mike Guillory, to talk some kicks. How's it going, Mike? How you doing? Yo, man, it's going good. I ain't got nothing to complain about. How about you? Yeah, no complaints, man. Still still cleaning up a lot of puppy poop, but, you know, (laughs) it'll all be worth it someday, I hope. So... (laughs) Dang, puppy poop. Uh, hey, yeah, they're they're fun. I mean, once you get past that stage of like, you know, doing a business in a house, it's, it's it's easy sailing. Yeah, yep. It's a it's it's a it's a good challenge though, and and you know, she hasn't really chewed on any sneakers yet, so I can't complain. Hey, there you go. So you got to keep those locked up. Just don't let her near them. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, so uh, before we get into the show, we want to talk about some business. We finally got a review after a, a few weeks of a dry spell. So um, we're uh, it's a Please Fix It 13. Uh, left us a review on iTunes, said, enjoyed this thoroughly. Just when I thought sneakers couldn't infiltrate my life anymore, I recently discovered that, I, that I'm even into listening to people talk about them. This is an intelligent, entertaining version of a sneaker podcast. Thank you, guys. Keep it up. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Please fix it 13 for for the review. Um, if you if you have a moment, head over to iTunes, drop us a review really helps us, you know, continue to expand and grow the community here around the podcast and around sneaker history. And um, if you're really into what we do, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sneaker history. We drop an extra episode of the podcast usually every week or every other week over there. And um a lot of various content in between those drops as well. You can join for as little as five bucks a month and, and it really helps us to keep the quality of the episode, the quality of the audio audio up and, you know, keeps us going with a, you know, getting us a little bit more opportunities to do more and, um, you know, create some t-shirts and stickers and all those things. So, um, we appreciate all of you, regardless of whether you're a Patreon member, but if you do want to support us a little bit more, um, that would be super dope if you wanted to head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history. Yeah, man. Uh, guys, we've we've almost hit a year now, so thank you all for helping us go strong for, for, for this long. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, I... Uh... I'm, I'm super thankful for everybody listening, you know, and, and for you and Robbie and Roe now, you know, contributing and helping, you know, cranking these episodes out because one, like, I love talking to you guys about this stuff. And I, I, this is like my way of, of staying up because I typically don't have a whole lot of time 
during my normal day to be looking at this stuff, even though like I'm doing social media all the time and I'm, you know, writing for people all over the place and doing a bunch of work around footwear. Um, the news stuff and what's going on is always a challenge to keep up on when it's not like something I'm doing, you know, to get paid to do or making a living at. Yeah. So this has been really dope for me for the last year to to be able to like have you guys to be, you know, shooting ideas to and, and talking to all this stuff. And um, yeah, man, like almost a year, almost 100 episodes. So crazy yeah it's, it's wild <laughs> but um but speaking of wild stuff uh we want to talk about the crazy shit that people do to uh even try to get sneakers on this episode but um before we get to that we'll uh we're, we're gonna get into some rocking and copping so um what's on your feet today mike and uh what are you looking at copping this week yeah man uh i still got the same shoes on my feet uh, it then the LeBron sevens uh, all-star game, but actually mix it up a little bit as well with the, uh, my Eric Emanuel answer fives. Those things are just solid, like all the way around. If you don't have a pair, snag a pair because they're under retail and super unappreciated. Um, on a radar right now, I was, I just pulled the trigger on a pair of ZX 8,000 light aquas. The, the actual, the consortium release 110 bucks from the 150 they were so that was a pretty good steal and i mean i don't know not too many other things on the on the list i mean i'm still eyeing the d rose all-star games the simians and then the uh of course trying to convince myself that 200 dollars for a pair of plums is is, is okay but yeah <laughs> oh man so I, i'm uh i'm excited to to see uh to see what you think of those aquas that's one of my favorite shoes and uh, i haven't had a pair for a while so i'm i'm definitely looking for those as well but um today i actually rocked uh the dc shoes williams uh stevie williams yeah. OG, uh, retro like the gray and yellow um i'll post that up on my on my twitter as soon as uh, we finish recording but um i guess like as far as what i'm copying um or what I'm looking to cop. I, I didn't pull the trigger today and and I haven't been back on this evening, but I saw that Nike threw the Nike Air Max 90 30th anniversary onto Nike by you, mm-hmm. formerly Nike ID. Um, we tweeted out some examples on this sitting treasure account today, but there's a lot of cool options on there. And, uh, I'm a huge fan of the air max 90. So that could be the next thing on my, uh, kind of radar. Um, I also saw as much as like, they're super, super simple. I'm kind of a sucker for them. Um, there's like James Bond, 007 ultra boost. I saw it. It's just, they're just basically all black right and you know like a little bit of graphic overlay the the midsole is kind of funky looking um and like the stitching around the toe is pretty dope it kind of reminds me of like a neighborhood collab which is probably why i actually like it Uh but the details on the tongue um 007 on the heel i could see i could see uh those being added to the collection um i'm not sure i'm not sure it's with ultra boost at this point I almost feel like waiting it out is smarter because they don't seem to be selling as as well as they once did. Smart. Um, 
so we'll see if I actually do anything about this because they didn't announce when it's coming out and the movie's not out for what another month or two. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure those will be talked about again before, before they hit retail. Yeah. So. Just, keep, just keep an eye out for them because I know a lot of those ultra boosts are going to sell. Like even the, uh, you remember independence day, um, undefeated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's like, I think 130 bucks on some resale sites right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, I mean, um, definitely patience when it comes to the ultra boost. Yeah. The other, the other, uh, the other thing that I think, um, is probably something that I, I want to cop depending on how easy it is, mm-hmm. is the, um, the Adidas Copa national national, uh, like in that, like kind of like classic blue and yellow, it's like a skate, a skate shoe, like like basically like a, um, you know, soccer cleats turned into skate shoes with the gum bottom. I mean, it's just super super clean. So, um, I have, I have, I have a decent amount of Adidas skateboarding stuff. I mean, it's I love that they just kept with like classic silhouettes. You know, Nike and Adidas both have done this, where it's like classic silhouettes you know, more cushioning Adidas. Uh, I think on that one uses like the cloud foam, but it's got that like kind of classic vibe, but like beefed up for skating. And, um, although I don't skate that much and I'm not very good at it. Um, I do use skateboard to get around. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely an aspirational purchase when I, when I make skate <laughs> pickups, um, because I like that's the thing. Like I used to, I used to hang out with dudes that skated all the time. I used to take pictures, dudes skating, but I never was really good at it. So like, I just defaulted to like hanging out, chilling and, and trying to take pictures. And with, with like size 13 feet, it just doesn't like, the, like there's just something like there's a disconnect between like functionality <laughs> of my feet and a skateboard. So I mean, your foot's like, the width of the board is your foot's longer than that. So trying to like balance on there and try to do any oh, trick, yeah. like just the, the, the pure mechanics are just tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can get around, I can, I, you know, like I can, I use it more as a, as a like tool to like, you know, just get around town or get around the neighborhood and, and go run short errands and stuff like that. Or I might go someplace like, you know, and ju- if I'm just chilling, like, uh, you know, the beauty of like, being in Southern California is like, I can head to the beach and just roll down, you know, one of the trails along the beach and, you know, the concrete paths that are out there. And that to me is like, just as uh, relaxing as anything I could possibly think of doing. So, uh, but that was, that was a long winded uh, way of saying that I really like these shoes. (laughs) I probably will get them at some point. But uh, I guess we're going to stay to start this conversation about the crazy things people do to get sneakers. Um, sticking with skate shoes. So what do you, why don't you uh, talk about this uh, Travis Scott SB release? Start Man, us off, Mike. It is so weird. Like, I don't even really want the shoe. I mean, it's all right. I mean, everyone's, every, everybody's going to probably collectively just going to want to slap me in the back of the head. I think they're okay. They're, I like the, the idea. I just don't think I would wear it that much so i mean it's cool i tried to go for it 
Saturday when they put the raffle on Travis Scott's website. And so from what I've heard through like the Twitterverse is that since he had people, a lot of people complaining about the first come first serve for his Jordan one lows or all the other Jordan releases, I should say, he did a raffle this time on the site. That was worse than the first come first serve because signed up for the raffle, got an email and then as soon as, as soon as I got the email, I went to the site, the raffle was closed. So I don't know if there was just a bunch of bugs or it just got, you know, botted up real good. I, I don't know. But I think my real beef is not necessarily I didn't get the shoe because, I mean, if you've been in the shoe game long enough, you know, you, you win some, you lose a lot more, but it's cool. <laughs> it's all right. But the fact that I looked at the release list of the sneakers and there's literally – you know, he's from Houston area. There are three skate shops in Texas, three stores in Texas that are getting his shoes. And I just think it's so crazy that, I mean, I know he lives in California now, but there's like 30 shops in California getting them and a couple here. This thing is nuts, but I don't know. I mean, clearly I'm not on the business side. So people much smarter than me, there's reasons behind the madness. But I just think it's weird that, this is not the first time. I feel like all his sneakers that have released have been very little, I mean, limited to begin with, but in the place that he, you know, he has his own store here and it is still next to impossible to find a storefront who's actually getting them in the city. So, I mean, I haven't heard any crazy, well, no, take that back. There is one, one store that uh, me and Nick saw before we started recording it was at Quarter Snacks in New York. And the only way you can sign up for the raffle. It has to be by phone and you have to rap a Travis Scott song over the phone to him for you to get a uh, consideration for raffle. Yeah. And- so, <laughs> so I, th- I think it's actually, uh, I think quarter snacks reposted it, but I think it was Andrew skate shop in, in uh, Florida, Miami. Oh, okay, okay. That did it. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's, I'm sure it can be frustrating, but I, I don't know. I, I don't take the, uh, I don't take L's too personally in the sneaker world anymore where at one point I might've, um, it's just, it's just a part of the part of the game. And, um, I think the interesting thing, you know, in, in terms of like the, the Travis Scott, um, dunks is, that the way that they're releasing it, the way that they put up, you know, the skate shops, I, we'll put a link in, in uh, the description, but if you haven't checked it out, it's a, it's basically just like Nike SB.com and you can find the list of all the skate shops that are going to carry it. Um, you know, I, I look through the list and, and there's a lot of like old school um, skate shops, you know, 510 skateboarding up in the Bay area, Brooklyn projects here in LA, DLX and FT and FTC in San Francisco, Overload, Atlas, um, PLA up in Sacramento, like undefeated. Uh, it was really interesting that Supreme was on the list because I don't remember them releasing other people's shoes very often. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think like, you know, yeah, just I'm scrolling through just looking at it like 303 in, in Denver, um, Cowtown out in Arizona. Yeah, West Side Skate Shop uh, out there in Florida, Clockwork in Atlanta, APB in Hawaii. Man, I mean, just like Uprise in in Chicago, all these uh, 
or Uprise, yeah, Illinois. Um, all these shops have orchard out in Massachusetts. I've ordered stuff from them before. All these shops have are kind of like old school skate, and I think that this is going to be a trend to to see pretty heavily in the SB world from now on because. You know, going back to conversations we've had about like Nike shutting down, you know, the the independent retailers and cutting off their business from purchasing. This is kind of the way that they can tighten up that stuff. Um, so you can, you know, they can control that. Okay, cool. It's going to be the the concepts and the Atmos of the world and the extra butters that get the you know, um, the cool stuff or whatever. Yeah. And. I, I think this is just going to be an ongoing trend that we see. They're just going to kind of funnel more to this because, uh, you know, on some level, this is like probably as core skateboarding as you can get. I know like people are all up in arms because Travis Scott doesn't skate and all this stuff, but like that's the nature of all this stuff, right? Like at some point you didn't skate and then you've learned it from somebody else and you know, I said this when when Lil Wayne started skating years ago. If I was rich beyond imagination and had nothing to do other than make music, I would absolutely practice skateboarding half of my time. Oh, I so, went there with you. I'm 100% so, with you because I sucked so, it as a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I can't be mad at him. Um, it's uh, it's it's just a, a part of the process, I think, and. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about the shoes themselves? They're all right. I mean, before I go into the shoe, I, there's one point that no, I feel like no one ever makes that I think is really valid. Everyone talks about, you know, oh, skate shoes. You don't skate, you can't wear them. I know about 99% of people who put on basketball shoes that couldn't dribble a ball and walk at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. If that's going to be the argument, y'all got to stop. Y'all just know we all wearing sandals at this point. Yeah, exactly. No, so they're they're all right. I mean, I feel like we're utilizing a lot of the same things, which is cool. I mean, that's the trend, like the whole cutaway deal. Um, it's cool. I think the only thing that really, when I really sit and look at the shoe, the only thing that kind of turned me off of it, I don't like the actual rope material laces. Um, I I think if I would have got a pair, I would have replaced them with just you know a, a kind of cream off white, you know. You know, puffy lace that you typically get with SBs. I would have done a replacement of that, but it's the rope lace that look like it'll fray and they're just like braided. They're just weird to me. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the the traditional like you know puffy laces are much better. Um, but I also I'm not mad at these. I just I just probably wouldn't wear them. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, going back to your um, point about the raffle. So I was on, on my phone most of the day, um, you know, keeping up on it and I still, you know, missed it as well. Um, I think, I think raffles are, are, you know, a safe solution for people, you know, not having, assuming assuming you know you're trying to avoid any kind of you know violence or bots or whatever it's like you know at least it's the it's the lesser of evils i think um it is but at the same time it's it's also like super frustrating you know 
I mean, I don't want to get too too Debbie Downer on this, but even just the sneakers app in general, right? When when things are raffled, like I can't remember a time that I actually uh, won a raffle on. Oh, I can never. I've literally never won sneakers. Yeah, but um, so we wanted to we want to talk about a few other crazy ways that we've seen. Um, and I'd love to hear from our listeners and everybody out there what other crazy things you've heard people doing trying to get sneakers. But um, I think obviously the the um, the Andrew skate shop there in Miami making people rap or sing the lyrics to the songs is 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 definitely one of the best so far. Um, no. <laughs> And, and I honestly don't have a problem with people making people do anything. Like if people are willing to do stuff, then that's on them. That's their prerogative. If, you know, if, if people are trading in air fear of gods for Yeezys, you know, in Chicago, I mean, it's whatever. If, if, if that's what you're about and you want to be a part of that, like it's, it's an experience to say the least, you know? So, um, the other, the, one of the others that comes to mind, obviously for me, we talked about on a previous episode, but that whole kind of, I forget who it was, but we'll link to all these. I'll put all this on the, on the website too. So you can see them all. But, um, I know burn rubber having people eat like crazy, you know, <laughs> bugs and stuff, insects and stuff in order to get the fearless, uh, was it fearless Jordan yeah, ones? Yeah. Fearless pack. I just don't um, remember which ones it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was a few months back, but it, it's so crazy that, you know, I don't think that that was, the person that originally posted it said that you were, they were eating bugs for a chance to purchase the shoe, which that's a little bit extreme. Now, if you're like, Hey, you know, you're in line and you know, you can choose, you can choose if you're the first, you know, 20 people, you got to eat a bug to buy the shoe, you know, whatever. It's funny. It's, it's internet fame. It's an attempt at internet fame by burn rubber, I guess. Um, but I don't know that there's anything wrong with it. It's just kind of like, just kind of corny to me. Um, but it's also, it's also not something that they're trying to appeal to me. Right. Cause I'm not out there standing in line and, and it's, it's something like if I was a like active YouTube creator, I'd probably be all about that kind of stuff because that's the type of stuff that goes viral or ends up on TikTok and you have millions of views. And those are the kind of crazy things that like the, the internet seems to like so i can't be mad that stores are trying to figure out ways to do that stuff but yeah and i have to you know what i have to see it that way of people have like the cognitive ability to make choices to do things or not to do them it just i think it always gets me a lot of times i'm like i hate when people are made to look like fools and i think and i almost feel like people are going to take advantage of them like well these are grown but people making choices. So I guess I have to, I can't really put it on the store so much anymore after really sitting and thinking about it because I don't need to have this if I have to do something silly. Like the, the whole Yeezy thing, I, I laugh because I wasn't even mad at the guys on the truck that were requesting the trade because I, I laugh because like these are grown men out here, but taking their shoes off in this three degree weather, your feet go fall off from being frozen. And trying to get the shoe and same deal like the people eating the bugs i mean yeah i think people are kind of exploiting people for it but you have you're making a you're making a, a decision to, to do it so if you're gonna do it i mean get your 15 minutes i guess 
Yeah, exactly. That's how I kind of feel about it. Um, you want to um, you want to run through like a couple of the others that we that we pulled up real quick. Yeah. Um, so we got another one that I think a lot of people like recently. Well, I mean, they they should remember because it happened a couple of weeks ago, and not necessarily something weird that they had to do, but the fact that a store told them basically what they could or couldn't do with their purchase. And this is going back to another SB dunk. And this one's the strange love dunk that really had people kind of, you know, up and arms for because of the weird sneakers release. So it, it seemed like people didn't have a chance to buy because there are a lot of, uh, you know, like there were like extra bugs happening on sneakers that day, but there's one particular store called clockwork. I'm not quite sure where it's located, but um, basically you, you got in line, did your raffle, whatever, whatever. You bought the shoe, but they would not give you the box. Now, I think that's really crazy because half the presentation for that sneaker was the box because it was a different type of box look like. It was really cool. But I'm not sure if that was just maybe press, you know, maybe like a special press box or friends and family box, but the box for the Strange Love Dunk was really cool. And the fact that a store told me I can't, or when I say told me, I mean the general public, that you can't have the box with the shoes. We'll give you the laces and everything out of it, but we're not gonna give you the box because we don't want you to resell it. So I think it kind of sucks because, I mean, I kind of have a weird thing. I keep all my boxes generally, which is a problem for storage, but for people like me who actually like the boxes, I think it kind of sucks that someone told me, oh, I can't have it because I think you're going to resell it. Yeah, I, I think that's like the one of the weirder ones, right? Like taking away the box to me, especially when the box is like super dope like that one, or even mm -hmm. like the Travis Scott's, the Travis Scott's box, you know, is like that striped box. And I think it looks super dope. I mean, yeah. it's a huge, not huge, because I, I would... I would want to be wearing the shoes, but at the same time, like I like, I like the creativity that comes in the whole package. Right. And I, I relate sneakers in a lot of ways to like, if you are old enough to have bought CDs or cassettes or vinyl and those early experiences of that, you know, like I was one of those people that would open up, you know, the, um, you know, uh, I remember like the first, the first couple of like cassettes that I got, um, public enemy, NWA, uh, guns and roses. I would open up those cassettes and I would flip through and I would read all the names in those little pamphlets that the fold out, you know, brochures that came yeah. in the cassettes and the same thing with CDs, you know, like that was how I found new music in a lot of ways. And then like, you know, eventually I'm sure a lot of people listening remember like the no limit, you know, records era of, of hip hop, right? Like mm -hmm. they, they turned that into their like crazy marketing. And to me, like all of that was a part of the artist's expression. Right. And, you know, there's so many moments where you can look back and look at like, you know, I mean, we just talked about it on, on, you know, social recently, but like Tupac's Fila, um, Grant Hills in the Grant Hill two in his all eyes on me album. Right. Like I think it was like, uh, you know, the anniversary a few days back 
And those are the kind of things that are so powerful because you're wanting to portray more than just what the music portrays, right? And especially back in the day, that was that much more important because you didn't have social media to do that. I look at sneakers in that same way. Like I love shoes that, um, that come with a ton of laces. In fact, I just had a thought I'll, I'll wear one of the shoes that I think was just a crazy, crazy concept back in the day tomorrow. Um, and you know, it, the, the fact that shoes come with all these extra things and whether it's keychains or extra laces or, you know, there's so many different things, you know, like Jordan started all this, right? Like having the CDs in there, having the briefcase, all, all the different, like, even just like the, I was thinking about like the, the twenties a few days ago and like the little like mesh bags that came in the twenties and like mm-hmm. all the little extra accoutrements that come with these sneakers are an important part of the stories behind them. So regardless of whether I want to resell a shoe or wear a shoe, all those things are are super important to me. Now, I don't necessarily keep them all together all the time. Like I'm not a very organized person. So a lot of times like little things like a keychain from a pair of shoes ends up, you know, being like, you know, uh, you know, never to be found again. And then 10 years later, I'm like, oh, shit, I remember when this came out of the shoes. But yeah, that, that's a really weird um, choice to to keep the boxes. Um, what are you doing with them? What are they doing with the boxes? Yeah, it makes you wonder. And, and you know, I think this is the other challenge with like social media is you never see the the, the end of the story. Like going back to the Yeezy conversation around All-Star, um, you know, the guys that traded in their fear of gods ended up getting their shoes back. And that was not all over the internet, the way the pictures of them trading in the shoe or the video of them trading in the fear of gods was right. So it's, it's, it's definitely possible that, you know, strange love, um, you know, maybe they, I don't know, maybe, maybe you came back and picked up the box or clockwork, sorry, not strange love. Um, Maybe maybe you come back and like, uh, you know, pick up the box later on or something, right? Like just to prove that you wanted it. Um, I, I don't know. There's 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 ways around, and they can still get the the buzz of like, oh yeah, we're we're not selling the boxes. And I don't know. Maybe I, I'm I just kind so. of spitballing about it, but <laughs> yeah, I hope that um, was. Uh, I hope that's the case because I mean, it's just like a thing. It's, it's just a part of the event for me like i don't want to and i feel weird like i if i'm paying the whole you know i mean sbs are typically cheaper than most if i'm paying a whole you know between 100 120 bucks the, the cost of the box was included in that so i i want my entire purchase well and and keeping it you know, keeping it nice, especially with the materials that are on that strange love. Oh, yeah, it's hitting um, straight right? weather as you walk out of there in a dirty yeah. So, so it makes you wonder. I mean, and and so one of the other things that you see a lot of in the in the sneaker world is like having people come into the store and do a kickflip or ollie or something on their board or whatever in order to buy a pair. And I always wonder about that where like you have to do it in the shoe that you're buying or is it like, you know, a lot of people buy 
shoes to skate in and then buy shoes to to wear or collect right not mm-hmm. everybody's like i'm just going to go tear up this pair of dunks now i know that i know that the that's the story that's told but even if you look at like you know let's look at eric costin right like eric costin has a massive sneaker collection he also destroys his shoes skating that doesn't mean that he doesn't buy multiples of shoes or get multiples of shoes you know, like he's not going to go skate in his last pair of his signature models from years back. He's going to skate in a shoe that he knows he can get a duplicate of because he's he's really passionate about the kind of story and collectability of of the sneakers that he's had over the years. So I think there's there's uh, some there's just like there's a lot of middle ground. And when people try to do like the extremism of how you get to the option to purchase a, sh- a pair of shoes, it ends up being kind of forced in my opinion. Um, but I th- think that, you know, there's a lot of other ways that, you know, people can try and do things. So um, I don't know what, what's, what else is, what else is on the list of, of crazy ways that people have had to be, had to um, buy a yeah. pair of shoes. So I got another one. This one doesn't really bother me so much, but I know it does bother a lot of people. Uh, because me, I will actually put the shoe on in the store if it's something I really want it. And I'm like, and I'm just like the first top of my day is picking them up. I'll, I'll put them on right in the store. Just, you know, spend the rest of my day in them. But I've seen some shops. It's been mostly, I think it was a couple Jordan one releases where you go in, you, you buy the shoe if you want to raffle, but you have to take your shoes off, put them in the box and then wear your, uh, wear your, your new ones out. And I just, I think it's hilarious. I mean, I, I got you. Reselling's a business. You know, you got to make your money wherever you do, whatever. But I think it's hilarious where you, you saw guys walking straight penguin style out of the store. And as soon as you get out the store, taking them off and like scrubbing the outsoles. I, it, it's just so weird. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I I'm one of those people that loves to wear the shoes out of the store. I mean, that's the thing I miss about, you know, being like a teenager and having that like s- just super excitement to like walk out of a store. That's why I try to buy from retail stores as opposed to buying online, um, which, you know, going back to the Travis Scott thing, I do think that it's cool. I, I mean, it, it's disappointing for a lot of people that it's not available on sneakers. And I understand that because I've lived in places that are not anywhere near those stores. Um, but I also, I also respect the at least attempt to bring it back to the community of skateboarding. And Mm -hmm. I think SB usually does a really good job of that. Um, but the Jordan stuff is really fascinating to me too, because a lot of, a lot of Jordan ones, you know, people, I'm not, you know, trying to, call out people or any or anything because i do the same thing where like a jordan one is is almost like one of those things where i'm willing to buy the shoe if it looks good and i think i will wear it and then if i don't wear it over you know the course of a few weeks or months i might sell it because if i didn't wear it you know right away then the odds of me you know, wanting to wear it down the road are probably lower than I thought. Um, 
But one thing I will probably never do to get a pair of Jordan 1s is wear mismatched Jordan 1s in order to enter a raffle, uh, <laughs> which, which was uh, something that happened back in December at Mortar in Tokyo, where you had to come in to the store wearing uh, two different pairs or mismatched Jordan 1s in order to buy, in order for a chance to buy the Lance Mountain Nike SB Jordan 1 Lowe's. Um, what do you think about that one, Mike? I mean, again, that's one of those really like non-invasive ones to me where I'm just like, eh, all right. I mean, if it's something I really want and they're not asking me to do something insane, like a kickflip. I, I haven't done a kickflip in how old am I, 30? I ain't done a kickflip in probably 15 years. So uh, wearing a mismatched pair of shoes just for a moment ain't going to hurt me too bad. It's going gonna, it's gonna to irk me, but... <laughs> Yeah, because you know how I feel. I'm really like, it's taken me this long to even wear some of like the, like some of the mismatched shoes that have come out. So doing it like someone telling me to do it is really rough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't go out of my way for for sneakers, and maybe I'm like the weird one in this whole world of sneakers. Nah, you're not. I mean, I've been into sneakers for for longer, for more of my life than I've been not into sneakers. And, you know, so I've probably, I've never camped for a pair of shoes. It's not my thing. Um, I've definitely lined up really early, um, potentially, you know, maybe overnight, sort of, Mm -hmm. but um, never like full on, like bring the tent out, you know. Um, and even then, like, it's very few times, um, I guess, I guess like, you know, from a social perspective, like I wouldn't have a problem wearing mismatched Jordan ones if it was a shoe that I really wanted, Mm -hmm. but I also don't have the like super crazy, I have to have this right now mentality very often. Um, there's a few shoes that I wanted you know, that I've wanted and, and we're like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get these. And it's either like get them online or, you know, line up early or, you know, on a very, very, very rare, probably less than three times I've paid resale or resell for shoes that I wanted that I missed out on. Um, but typically that's not like my vibe. And I just, I don't know. Like, I think the the thing about that for me would be like if if like we let's say you and I lived in the same city and, you know, uh, just as an example, shattered backboards are dropping. Okay, cool. Like I would go hang out with you and, you know, be on your YouTube videos and, you know, grab grab a pair. Right. Yeah. in that case, like there's this other there's other motivating factors for me to be in that line and be up early or wear mismatched shoes or try to do a kickflip or whatever those things are. Um, but for the most part, like it's just not that serious for me. And I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm hopefully I'm not disrespecting anybody that's sitting in line um, for a raffle or, or a release right now. But um, I I. I think I'm not the only one that feels this way. Oh, dude, I'm right there with you. My actual time is way more valuable to me doing other things than standing in the line in whether it be extreme heat 
or extreme cold or overnight with people I don't know. Like you made a good point. Typically, like people I know down here aren't into sneakers like I am. So I'll basically be there by myself. But you made a good if I had like, oh, it was like you or Robbie, like, oh, cool. Yeah, I go hang out for a while and it wouldn't be as much of a, a blow to me because I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out with some buddies. But yeah, man, I I can I can honestly say that if I there's moments I really, really want something, I will try a couple avenues to get it. If I don't get it, I just have to move on because something's coming out next week. And a lot of times this stuff re-releases and certain certain things. I mean, there's not everything that's gonna re-release, but I mean, best example was the all-star game uh LeBron Sevens. I wanted them ten years ago when it came out. In college, had no money to buy them. All right, cool. Move on. Uh, kept thinking about buying on resale where they were like three fifty, and like I don't want them to fall apart. And I spent three hundred fifty bucks on it, and lo and behold, I got them for retail. Mm, so my thing is like I use my time valuably in other places, and I still got what I wanted. Maybe later, but there's just I mean sneakers. I, I you, we all have to remember it's a hobby. It's like something we like don't even though we do this like we do our podcast you know because we like to talk about sneakers but we still live our normal you know nine to five lives and with our families and stuff where we don't let it engulf us to where we're sleeping and sleeping bags on the sidewalk at this point waiting for a release at some you know random store yeah i think uh i think it's you know i think it's all fun and games right it's like mm-hmm. if if uh if you're hanging out with your with your friends going to cop something and you got to, you know, eat bugs or do a kickflip or wear mismatched Jordans or wear a shoe straight out of the, you know, or give up the box or give up whatever in order to get a shoe, you know, no, no worries. If that's what you want to do, you know, make a memory out of it. And I think that's the important part. Um, I will say uh, before we get uh, out of here that uh the craziest so the craziest thing that i can remember um ever hearing about obviously you know the biggest thing around sneaker releases and the challenges that all of the different ways that are these releases happen the challenges you know come in an effort to keep the violence down in my opinion like i just believe that all of these stores are trying to avoid having you know, their name put in the news if somebody gets in a fight or worse. And props to to everybody for that, because that's the number one priority, especially because a lot of these shoes are younger kids wanting to 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 buy them. And, you know, it at the end of the day, like nobody should be getting hurt over a pair of sneakers. On the flip side of that, the craziest thing that I can remember ever reading about a person trying to cop a pair of shoes was from the galaxy foam release. And there was a Craigslist ad and I don't remember where exactly it was. I, I think, uh, I think it was in New York. It was either in New York or LA cause nobody's crazy enough in any other place to do this. Florida, Florida. But, Basically, there was a Craigslist post that said, looking to trade my car, 96 Chevy Cavalier for a pair of Galaxy foam posits in a size 10 and a half. Yes, car for sneakers. Car will come with a full tank of gas also. 
nothing fake about this deal. You give me your pair of Galaxy phone posit size 10 and a half. I give you my car, keys, clean signed title, and I'll even and I'll even fill out the bill of sale. I'll even drive it to you. The picture is the actual car. Picture was not photoshopped or enhanced in any way. It's taken with my cell phone. Use the car to drive me to work every day since I bought it. Nothing wrong with it. I bought the car from the original owner in October of last year. He never smoked. I don't smoke. The car is smoke-free. Has an alarm, a 10-disc CD changer, anti-lock brakes, power locks, air conditioning, and the interior is clean. Call or text me. <laughs> so God, that was a bit like that was a better description than going to the dealership. Yeah, it's pretty solid, man. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if this guy ever got his Galaxy foams. So, I kind of hope he did. I hope so too. So he is from New York. Um, it would be really hard to hunt him down. But if anybody has a way to actually find this guy, we'll put a link in the description to the original story. Obviously, the Craigslist ad is long gone at this point. Um, but this is back in 2012, uh, All-Star Weekend 2012, when the Galaxy Foams originally released. And um, I mean, I've seen some other crazy stuff that is uh, a little too uh, a little too X-rated for, uh, oh God. for, for, for the podcast. Um and I'm sure many of you remember some of that stuff that that popped up on Craigslist over the years. But this Galaxy Foams for, I mean, in hindsight, like, I also still would rather have the Galaxy Foams over the Chevy Cavalier. But Oh, 100%. Because I think at that point, they stopped making Chevy Cavalier. So he was <laughs> going to be winning by getting rid of that car and getting the Foams. Yeah. Yep. So, um but yeah, that's a that's a kind of a crazy list of things that people have done for for sneakers. If you've got any that we haven't heard of, uh, definitely let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever wherever is convenient for you. Um, I think we we probably have been more active on Twitter lately, um, but obviously we're on all the platforms trying to connect with you guys and uh, hear your stories as well and. And, you know, maybe we can get some of you guys, some of you uh, listeners on the podcast in this upcoming year, because that's definitely something that I would like to try to do at some point. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know. Anything else you got, Mike? You, what, what's what's next in the pipeline for the YouTube channel? Uh, so next up, I will have another video uh, kind of going over my complete giddiness of these LeBron 7s. Uh, Got something, a sitting treasure video coming down the pipe with these Adidas I just ordered. And hopefully I can give you guys a video of me making a poor decision and purchasing uh, <laughs> this, this stupid pair of dunks that won't leave my brain. And uh, you guys will see my, uh, um, I don't either see me cry or see me, see me excited. So one of the two. Nice, nice. Looking forward to uh, e either of those things, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully we're doing the latter part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm being sad for making this purchase. Um, but yeah, actually you mentioned Sitting Treasure. So uh, if you guys don't know, uh, we run another uh, account called Sitting Treasure. It's on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I've been like obsessed with kind of vintage stuff lately. I've been posting a lot of uh, jerseys, tees, just stuff that, you know, I either stuff that I find while I'm out and about here in L.A. 
um, or just shops around around the, the world that are posting interesting stuff to their accounts and reposting. And I'm going to try to be more active on there. So uh, make sure you're following either, you know, at Sitting Treasure on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Um, but otherwise, we'll uh, we'll get out of here and we'll let you get back to your day. And hopefully you guys are able to have some luck with these Travis Scott's if you're after them. And if you are, definitely post up your pictures and tag us in them, especially if you get creative and, and you know, do the tearaway thing, because I love seeing the creativity. But uh, my name's Nick Engvall. You can follow me at Nick Engvall on all platforms. And uh, more importantly, just follow at Sneaker History and at, sneak, at Sneaker History and at Sitting Treasure. Um, and Mike, let them know how they can find you. Yeah, uh, find me, Course of Sneaker History, first and foremost. Uh, also, Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. YouTube, which you guys have been great with this uh, new YouTube project of mine uh, at Mike Guillory. And guys, also to Travis Scott's videotape, if there's anything crazy you have to do for like the raffle or anything, we would love to just make a, like a compilation of like these silly raffles and just kind of put them up for the world to see. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Good call. But uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See ya. Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a couple favors of you. If you're interested in more content from the Sneaker History crew, become a member of our Patreon page where we post daily content, drop exclusive episodes, and host monthly giveaways. We'll even help you hunt for your grails. Check us out at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and what we're working on here at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question, and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.